Don't ask questions. Do the intro. Listen, all I know is that sometimes I feel bullied to get this intro right. And the pressure is killing me. Listen, UFC fighter. <laughs> I'm not in the UFC. What is wrong with you? You don't know that. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen the videos. You are listening to Forging Employee Experience. I'm Alexander Noren, joined here with Josh Dreen and excited to be on a Reforge episode with everybody. Josh, what's going on? Not much, man. Super excited. Oh a little less enthusiastic, well, but still feeling so good. You know, I set the bar for enthusiasm and happiness and joy and all those sorts of things. You're welcome. <laughs> you are literally the standard for happiness. Be like right me, here. everybody. Right Oh here. my gosh, well, hey, no way. Mary Faulkner was on the podcast and we're reforging her episode right now. Right. A lot of great stuff. She, she yeah. obviously has been doing this a long time and she knows what she's talking about. And, and so many things that she said were right in line with the things that we've been researching and talking a lot about on this podcast. 100%. Yeah, absolutely right. You know, we, when we think about the employee experience, uh, we, we are so focused on this idea that it's all about the person you know, broad stroke strategies, while potentially a good place to start and uh, potentially a, a not a bad thing by any, by any means necessarily, um, not going to be the most effective strategy. Absolutely. I mean, man, if there's not a level of personalization there, then, then why should we give up personal information on how <laughs> right. we're feeling, yeah, right? right. Why, should we, why should we provide employees feedback? And, and, and complete those survey data, those um, engagement surveys, if, yeah, you know, there's absolutely. No, no and we asked her, like, what, what is the future? How do we move past survey data? And right. she said, I don't know, but it's definitely going to be around hyper-personalization. Mm. Hyper-personalization, making it so personal to that individual, leveraging technology to do that. Right. Which, right. which I agree is the future. I, I don't know quite what that looks like but as i'm thinking about it it's like well we have personal information that they have made public right how about we take some of that information and kind of paint maybe a profile or or, or at least use that to help them have a better employee experience in some way right. whatever that would look like right and, and, and that's absolutely right the the because at the end of the day the what a positive experience looks like for one person and the other is going to be different so if you want to create an aggregate wonderful employee experience that has to be comprised of these individual hyper-personalized experiences for each of your employees. Sounds like a lot of work though. It, it is. And, and I love how she brought it back to like a foundation of trust. Mm -hmm. As long as you are creating a trusting environment, your employees will talk to you and they will share that personal information because they know that you're not going to abuse it. She gave us a phenomenal <laughs> example that, that I've never heard of. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, this, there's this engagement survey that was anonymous to this organization and the engineers hacked the software <laughs> to prove that it was not anonymous, that they were tracking the, the IP yeah. address. Yeah. Which, which in, in, like we talked about in many respects, that might be the biggest, in, that might've been the best response they could have gotten to show how low trust was mm -hmm. at that organization and the, the lengths to which the engineers you know, we're engaged. Yeah, we're engaged. <laughs> to, to, to tell there us. was a lot of discretionary effort into the hacking <laughs> of that survey. Uh, so by, by traditional standards, they were very engaged for however long it took. But, you, you know, if it, that is an extreme case of, of distrust, right, mm -hmm. in an organization. And, and frankly, uh, it's, it's a unique case because, you know, the engineers had the capability to prove the, the, the lack of trust in the organization. But all too often, that lack of trust exists, but, you know, 
what's what's an accountant or marketing person going to do? They can't, they can't hack the system, right? You yeah. Know, it's and 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 so there's there's a lack of we don't feel empowered. We don't feel like we can make a change because sometimes we feel like we're part of an organization that doesn't trust us and isn't going to change. So. Yeah. I mean, that, that huge, that's the unwillingness to change. She gave us a perfect example of that is like, if you're unwilling to change certain aspects of your business, but you're surveying your employees and they're giving you feedback on that issue, mm-hmm. they're not going to, they're not going to trust you. Right. You say, Hey, what, what about this? And they're like, Oh yeah, we need to fix this. And they're like, uh, we're never going to fix that. <laughs> right. Well, why did you ask us for our opinion? Now we feel like, as we give up personal information, you are not going to be acting on it in a way that we feel is responsible. Right, right, which just circles back to the trust issue. Mm-hmm. It just says, you know what, I can't trust that my organization is going to act on this, so why am I, why am I going to bother with, with giving good data or, or taking the time to, to really make the survey accurate? You know? Yeah, and, and, and the whole idea of once we have the survey data, she said like sometimes managers go dark they're, they're either compiling the results or they just don't share the results with the, the employees. And, right. and that's just not, that's not fair. And it doesn't drive accountability in the individuals that they have to the organization, which is why I think Forgent is such a cool tool. Uh, one thing that we're working really hard on is giving, not only collecting that data, that immediate feedback, but creating a dashboard for employees to look at. Like, right. how do you feel? Right. Well, you get to see the, the results just right. as well as the managers do. Yep. You know, there's some blocks there. You, you can't see other teams or sure. people outside of your um, permissions. But, right. but still, it's a, it's a way that you can have accountability on the lower level for your experience at work. Yeah, that accountability and transparency piece is huge to actually creating the environment that you want. And it's a little uncomfortable. It can, it can be. A little uncomfortable, um, you know. There, there's, but, but that discomfort is a part of change. Mm-hmm. And if we're unwilling to change, if we're unwilling to be a little uncomfortable, then no amount of technology or surveys or anything is going to help. Um, because at the end of the day, the, the experience is going to be whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it is critical to have that element of transparency. Um, and, in- and yeah, and wouldn't it be better as a manager to be on? the positive side of the employee's experience to, to know what's going on <laughs> yeah. and know that it's terrible rather right. than being blindsided. Right. I mean, she gave that example, right. Of this one CEO is super excited to get their survey results back. And she's like, Oh, oh wait, I oh, mean, I feel so bad. this is the first <laughs> time we're awful. doing this. Yeah. So I know that you have an open door policy. I know that you've been asking and they've been giving you great feedback, but dude, this is, this is the real deal now. And he was crushed. Yeah, that sucks. I feel so bad. <laughs> he was so excited. He got crushed. But what a good step in the right direction mm-hmm. for that CEO to have that feedback and say, all right, man, this stings a little bit. But if I act on it, you know, we can actually become the organization that I want us to be. Right. And I think the, the last part I'd love to highlight is just how do we act on that data? I think a lot of times we just jump straight to uh, – the policy. We make new rules. We put a whole manual out there about how to regulate these things. And she very clearly said, it's not about restricting blue jeans in the, in the dress code because we're just going to end up wearing black jeans. We're going to find a workaround. And, and when you set up that environment of like distrust, <laughs> like we don't trust you. So we're telling you exactly how you have to dress. Right. That's when people are going to push back to you. You know, when you set up too many policies, what you're truly saying to them is, we don't trust you. 
And so what can you do to, to act on the survey data in a way that like creates trust? Right. Absolutely. And yeah, the answer is not, it's not to append the policy manual, you mm-hmm. know, but. Right. How, how did she say it? Uh, employees abdicate their own autonomy. Ooh, that's a million dollar sentence. Tweet that. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. And then, yeah, because you're just going to find employees that are just now doing the bare minimum um, and, and suffering consequences because, you know, some one person did something dumb and now we have eight pages of policy about it. So don't do that to everybody. We, we have to have trust. We have to have um, a reciprocal feedback. It's got to go two ways, you know, and if it doesn't, then we're going to be missing out on a huge opportunity to engage our folks. Awesome. Great conversation with Mary. Listeners, if you are having a fun time being on this podcast and listening through this, we have a video series that we've launched where you get to hang out with our faces, not just our voices. Lucky. We have such great practical information to share with you. So feel free to head over to our website, www.com. Forgent.com. I don't think people say the www anymore. I, I think it's a little implied, but you know, I should have just dropped it. Now I feel embarrassed. Forgent.com. Well, what else are you going to say? Forgent. You can say Forgent.com. I, I think you can. can Go to our website, Forgent.com. I think if you started saying HTTPS colon backslash backslash, I think then you'd probably get some weird looks. I think www is okay, though. Yeah, because it's a forward slash, but whatever. Anyway, go check out our videos. I promise they're a lot more interesting than the last 10 seconds of our conversation. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. We look forward to hearing from you again. More for free. Uh, Yeah. (laughs)